Hey everyone, Logan here. I just want to let you guys know in today's episode, Tiffany's microphone cut out, so her reactions are quite muffled, but we still wanted you all to enjoy this case. Alright, that's all I got. Enjoy the episode. Hello! <laughs> Hi! I wasn't sure if you started or not. I was like looking, I was like, what? what's going on here? Welcome to Summer Tapes. The Summer Tapes. We're still in that. We're still in Summer tapes, guys. Summer tapes. Uh, should we just tell them double feature? Double feature. I back to back. Have us do what episode number? Like, <laughs> I honestly don't know. If you're asking me that question, I can't tell you. Off the top like of my I head. couldn't tell you. But yes, this is our double feature episode. Yes. Part one presented by Mr. Logan, my master. So yeah. that is me right now. Yeah. Um. Don't think they're both the same episode <laughs> no, or like the same not. thing. This is no uh, Zodiac killer. Uh. <laughs> Experience. Can you imagine? You said it started with an F, though. So, like, yeah. we're probably fine. There's but no like, F's in mine. But, like, no if F's if to give. Oh, but literally, what if it's like the same idea, but it's a different <laughs> word for it? I don't think that's possible, but I think we should be okay. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Yes, but we are back. It's been a little bit, but we're back with the. Had an ultimate episode of the summer tapes, wow. even though we're not going to take a break. I don't think, no, we're not break. especially because I'm starting a new job, guys. Yeah, so expect yeah. expect more episodes from us because I don't work <laughs> evenings anymore, Bless up. which is amazing. Because now I can come over and annoy you every single week. Man, are we blessed? <laughs> and then the audience gets to hear our beautiful voices Hello. once again. You're so welcome. <laughs> How? In the headphone? This is a ghost case, so you never know. It's a ghost case? Oh, I just gave it a little spoiler. It's like a little spoiler. (laughs) Well, I didn't say what it was. It's a supernatural case, though. It's the ghost of Frederick. He's going to listen to this episode. (laughs) Would you like... You didn't have to keep going. You could have changed his name. (laughs) You know how in shows you're supposed to change people's names to, like, keep them safe? We don't do that. This isn't a show. This is a mystery. I'll be, like, fully talking about, like, roommate situations and stuff. Or I'll be like, yeah, like, my full roommate, Isabella Yubaki, is doing... You did, like, the middle of the social security number. I just said her phone number. Here's her state of ID. Here's her And here's her credit card number while they're at... While we're at it. Yeah, here's the phone. Here's the credit card number while they're at we should do, stop, we should do a, like a Mystery Files giveaway sometime and then give away someone's credit card information. <laughs> we can't be so much trouble. No merchandise, we just take the credit card of one of our friends. If we don't take it, we'll borrow it because we're not taking it. Credit minimum up to, uh, and then you just like look at it, like up to like uh, three grand. Up to whatever you can spend. <laughs> whatever you <laughs> Whatever you can put in before the card gets frozen. <laughs> Do a bunch of little purchases. Oh, so God. Realize oh, God. Like, people are taking, like, oh, honestly, honestly, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying I would do credit card theft. I'm just <laughs> saying if I did do it to someone I know, I'd, I would mess with them and do little, little pieces yeah. to make their mind go crazy. Go to like the coffee shops they love and be yeah. like, I don't remember getting a cappuccino on this day. And it's <laughs> like, I go to Wednesday. yeah, exactly. But it's like, but maybe you did make that purchase. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> Gaslight. 
<laughs> Gaslight your friends through credit card fraud. Just scrolling things. I can't. Oh my god. I can't believe that's the bit we picked. I can't believe that's our that's our cold opening this week is credit card. I don't even know how we got it. Please send him this episode. Aww. Well, if you ever meet Fred. Yeah. Well, have, have we talked about it on the podcast before? So, for everyone real quick, like, yeah. Fred was one of our screenwriting professors. Have we talked about it on the show that you did a movie based off our show? I don't think so. Not that I know of. But in his class, I wrote, like, a feature outline and, like, half a script based on, like, the mystery file. Mm-hmm. Sort of. It was really good. I mean, it wasn't, like, completely based on us, but it was, like, duo who have a radio show solving, like, supernatural and investigating a small town. It was, like, us living, like, basically these characters. So it was fun. So if you guys blow us up enough and uh, please listen to our sponsors, maybe we can uh, get enough money to, uh... Make this a real thing. We do have $10 in our bank account now. So let's just add a couple zeros. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'll make the movie. Speaking of that, though, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, it's crazy. I feel like our listenership has gone up like a whole lot yeah. in the last few months, and it's it's a blessing. It we love doing this. Yeah, so great. And I we I always get a smile on my face when we get new followers, like on the little Instagram. Like getting to talk to you guys, it's just it's wonderful. Yeah. So thank you. And thank you for also ranking us seven in podcasts in guitar. <laughs> yeah, we got an email, so thanks, Qatar. Yes, I got, we got an email there that said we're doing very well, so thank you guys so yeah, much. You guys can follow our Instagram, we love you, Kat. At the Mystery Files underscore. I almost forgot to plug it. Wow. And look out for the Mystery Files podcast. I think we're going to film a little TikTok yes, after this episode. Let's have a little time. Looking, yeah. Are you ready? We have Mr. Logan Lamaster's case, and I'm so darn excited. We don't yeah. go sleep with ghosts of one. Yeah. So, without are you ado, ready? Are you ready? Yeah, give me that little drum roll. Give me little drummy. This week on the Summer Tapes, we will be discussing the legend of La Llorona, the weeping woman of the water. So not the same. Okay, no, not at all. Whew. Good, Thanks, good, 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 good. I- yeah, we're doing La Llorona. I'm surprised we've never done it before. I know. I'm trying to think where I've heard of her, but I can't really think. They've done a BuzzFeed episode on it before, but they've oh, also okay. done a couple movies, and um, she's just a very big uh, supernatural character in like Spanish culture okay. and mythology and stuff, so Ooh. I thought it'd be a fun one to get into, because I've wanted to learn more about it, too. So. Yes, I don't have a lot of info, so I'm excited to see what Yeah. So, our info is coming from... GhostCityTours.com, talking about uh, the San Antonio area, what area, which is a very popular popular place where people see La Llorona. So, yeah. All right. So, for centuries, children have been taught to fear the water. From the Japanese kappa demon with its hunger for cucumbers and human organs, to the hideous frogman of Slavic folklore known locally as uh, Vodinoya. Danger has always lurked for any child who dared venture too close to the water's edge. Real quick, maybe we should do an episode on the Frogman. That sounds amazing. Wait, we should make a TikTok about it. About the Frogman? Yeah. Look him up. Yeah. You can dress up as a frog or something. We can oh, do a little thing. That's so funny. My mom used to call me frog when I was like a baby. So, like, 
Aw, so you have to be the frog demon. And I'll be uh, the Japanese Kappa demon. That'll be fun. Yeah, I got I got the eyes for it. The, the piercing eyes. blue, like the little like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> um, but in Latin America, the same can be said, and there are a few who take these warnings to heart as closely as those who've heard of the tale of La Llorona, the weeping woman. For centuries, the name has instilled fear, whispered in the darkest corners of the forest, and lingering on the lips of children who have been warned. Time and time again, what happens to those who are naughty or wander too far from safety of home? So scary. Yeah. And that is where the ghost of La Llorona waits. I know. So this is kind of like a, I feel like the um, Latin American version of Krampus, almost. Like kind of, I don't think it's Christmas based, but it's definitely like, if you guys don't do this, like you will get in trouble. chastising children, but like. Yeah, when I was doing research on this episode, I rewatched like the BuzzFeed episode on it, and I also um, watched some other people's cases on it. And they were saying like a lot of kids were saying like, "Yeah, growing up, my mom was like, if you don't do the dishes, Lalarona's gonna get you." That's so dark, <laughs> You're right? Oh my gosh. Can you just imagine like she she appears in water? So can you imagine if you were like doing the dishes and she like pulled no, out no, of the no, sink? No. I'm imagining like I'm in the bathtub. And, like, oh. <laughs> Does that happen in a horror movie? I if think, not, that'd be amazing. I, I was about to say, is that a Freddy yeah. Krueger bit? It yeah. should be if well, it's that not. That made me scared of bathtubs. <laughs> like, oh, well, that and I was scared to go down the drain. Mm. I was definitely afraid. I'm still afraid of like getting pulled underwater by something. See, I'm like the sea creature guy. Like swimming or even in a bathtub, I'm like a shark's gonna get me. Even though like I'm in the bathtub, you know, nothing's in there. Yeah, also, no. snakes. Have you heard snakes. about that? Like snakes coming through like pipelines. Yeah. Ugh, yeah, I've that's seen, the scariest one. So I'll be crazy. sitting there. I'll be sitting there, and it's like I'm thinking, "There's a snake. There is a snake there's right this now." One you least expected though. Well, because <laughs> in the videos, they're always like on the inside rim. I'm like, "Well, if I saw uh, that, I'd throw up." I yeah. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> maybe maybe Lalarona's chilling down there. Can you imagine if she's chilling in like the New York City uh, sewer system? Oh, poor girl. Man. She's hanging out with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, That's I would awesome. watch that would watch crossover, that La Llorona versus a TM, TMNT. Why is that such a good idea, though? Like, We're marketing like, geniuses. That's why. Come on, they're like, <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to keep those two fluid. <laughs> it's perfect. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, believe it or not, this, uh, the story of La Llorona is actually no fairy tale. And it's not a campfire story either. What makes La Llorona different from other supernatural cases is that she wasn't some mythical creature born of the imagination of some guy. She was an actual person. She was a wife, a daughter, a mother of two, and a flesh-and-blood woman with hopes and dreams and a family that she did love. Not unlike the devoted parents who have come to fear her, though. Simply, she was a person just like the rest of us. Until one day she wasn't. Yeah. So, what turned La Llorona from just another face in the crowd to the subject of many of our nightmares was one simple act. A deed so tragic that it is unforgettable. So heinous that it is unforgivable. The cruel, heartless murder of her very own children. The most heinous of crimes, the ultimate sin. Yeah, so that's basically, um, we're we're gonna get, dive into that, but that's Mm -hmm. basically where the story comes from of 
she will come and take children and like drown them in like the rivers and in the lakes and stuff and that's why parents are always like you better stop or la la rona will come for you which really thinking about it now is kind of (laughs) triggering like that'd be a lot as a kid Mm -hmm. to hear about well hopefully they didn't know the whole Hopefully it was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just a little demon. Yeah. And they do a Google search real quick and they're like, oh. I'm surprised she'd want to like take kids and drown them. Maybe it was just like. Yeah. We're going to get into the backstory of how it came to be of that day. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like very interesting because I, I don't know. Isn't Krampus doesn't do that though. It's just like punishment, right? I think he's just like. It's like, he's like, I'm going to spank you. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to spank you. He doesn't, like, do all that. Yeah. Can you imagine he, like, spanks you? He's like, all right, go back to bed. Okay, back to bed, child. I feel like he does, like, weird torture stuff that's, like, close to killing them, but not Yeah. So, we're about to get into some crazy stuff right now. So... It so happened that the father, her one true love, had abandoned her for another woman, breaking her heart and fracturing her mind, making her an outcast in her own community. Racked with agony of his affair, Lalarona became bent on revenge, paying him back in the most horrific way imaginable, leading their own children down to the water and drowning them both, one after the other. Oh my Basically, she was angry that her father married, like, another woman. And then took, basically, her, like, step-siblings, I would say. And, like, seeked out for revenge. So, yeah. So, in a truly selfish act for La Llorona, but it did come with one consolation. So disgusted at the sight of what she had done, she decided to follow right after them, taking her own life in those very same waters. An easy way out, for certain, but the only way for her to avoid the shattered reality she had created and wrap up this horrible tale of love and loss in a mother's betrayal. So, basically, she took her own life immediately after that, realizing what cruel deed she did. Isn't that crazy? No her soul was so sad yeah. after doing yeah, it almost makes me, like, think, like, theory-wise, like, we'll jump into some of that, because there's some, like, theories of, like, where she came from, like, fully. Um, I wonder if it was, like, either, like, her ghost, or if it was, like, a punishment. Yeah. You know? Like, is it a punishment that, like, she now has to roam the earth weeping for that criminal acts that she did? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so was it that she killed her own kids, or her siblings? Uh, I believe it was, like, her sibling. So it was, like, her father married another woman. Okay. And it really messed with her. Okay. Yeah, like, that was, like, her step-siblings, basically. Okay. So it was almost like, you know, it's, like, the greed, the jealousy of, like, he found happiness with another family, and she just oh. couldn't take it. Right? That's Isn't that so crazy? I feel like this is, like, one of the deeper supernatural cases we've covered before. Mm-hmm. It's so... Like, it has yeah like like uh it's not like like i said before like krampus he didn't just like, kind of show up one day it's yeah. like yeah here's this guy like, back? yeah <laughs> so they believe to say this story is not as simple as it seems the truth is she never really left she was denied from heaven and bound in purgatory La Llorona still haunts our mortal realm a divine punishment for the lives mm-hmm. she took 
Her spirit trapped for eternity now roams the waterways, crying, wailing, searching desperately for her lost children, or any other unfortunate souls who might tempt fate and happen across her path. So that's, like, a lot to get into. That's, like, makes me wonder, is, like, does she not know the evil deed she's doing now with, like, like, quote-unquote, like, other children's as a supernatural being? Is it kind of, like, her mind is so wrecked? That she thinks any child is the children that she betrayed. She must just, like, be reliving, like, the same moment that she had, like, prior to her taking her yeah. own kids. Like, how she remembers taking, like, those kids to the water. Mm. Maybe she thinks they're all the same kids. Isn't it, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but is, isn't there theories, too, that a ghost relive the same events from their past, like, over and over again on a repeat? Have you heard about that before? I think so. I'm trying to think. What show is it? Um, the second season of Haunting of Hill House. Bly Manor. Yeah. There's a whole scene thing. I don't want to say anything else without, like, spoilers. Yeah. But, like, there's a whole idea of that. Yeah, isn't it, like, a repetitive show. thing? Like, people have, like, seen, like, ghosts in their house, like, wandering. They're like, oh, my God, they know I'm here. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They're actually just, like, reliving the memory of them walking through that house. Mm-hmm. Like, they're kind of stuck in. Yeah. Memory, rather than, like, noticing, like, 2021. Yeah. It's weird. That's crazy. Like, that's just so, like, crazy to me to think that, like... Well, they also do that in, um, the movie Ghost Story, right? Oh, Like, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't want to give spoilers away for that, too, but he's kind of, like, wandering and has no idea, like, that time's passing, it's been, like, a thousand years, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. Like, even yeah. I mean, time doesn't exist, like, not to get existential on the podcast, but time doesn't exist, everyone. It's a construct. You might be listening to this podcast at 9.15 p.m. Well, guess what? You aren't. It's 9.06. Huh? It's 9.06. I know, I was saying for like 10 minutes later. I feel like... On this episode of the Mystery Files, I give Tiffany an existential crisis on time. It's not that hard, honestly. <laughs> it's not hard to give me a little crisis every once in a while. Oh my god. So yeah, sometimes she can only be heard by her wails of hopelessness in that they're so shrill that they're mistaken for cries of a lost or endangered child, luring unsuspecting victims into her waiting arms. But more often than not, she is seen at night, dressed in all white, with long black hair falling over her face, standing at the forest's edge. That's so creepy. This is one of the reasons I want to do this, because that is such, like, an iconic look. I don't know if yeah. you've grown up with that before, but the idea of La Llorona having, like, the black hair yeah. over and, like, the white dress is very... Like, I've seen that before. Like, and that's stuck in my brain. This is such a creepy image. I feel like a lot of like modern day horror stuff takes inspiration from that image. Oh, absolutely. I'm thinking of, like, the ring. Yeah, the ring. Like, it's the same. Like, yeah. Really I'm pretty sure it's like the same dress too, right? I believe so. Yeah, and it's like covered in sludge and stuff. Yeah. Ooh, no, yeah, ma'am. But I'm like, this this is just weird. But yeah, I can't remember where I've seen like La Llorona before, but I feel like it was someone I would like see in like. Honestly, like, Discovery Channel stuff, yeah. maybe. Like, I feel like I would used to watch those, like, little, uh, you know how they do, like, the credit, uh, not credits, uh, the reenactment scenes? Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen that picture before, because I don't see a cartoon oh, 
doing La Llorona. I don't think so. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. You can let us know. But I was just like, I remember watching that kind of stuff, like on Paranormal Investigation, and they would always have a girl with the bangs and like that. Oh my goodness, it's crazy. I'm also imagining like a little bit of that. Remember that Downtown Witch we saw? Yes, the Downtown Witch. Downtown Witch had the same thing. Yeah. Ooh. They like float in the wind. Oh my god. That was such a crazy day because it wasn't even windy and her hair was just like flowing. And I, I was know. like, um, this is weird. That was like, it didn't even feel like real life. Also, I was like reading about like stuff like that for some reason the other day. Uh-huh. And it freaked me out because I guess sometimes seeing stuff like that's like a bad omen, like an omen of death. But neither uh, of us died, so we're fine. Woo, guys, none yeah, of us died. Yeah, Give it up for us. Woo. Yeah. After but, this podcast is over, it's like, boom. I mean, I got away with talking about the doll who shall not be named because I don't want to bring it up anymore. And I was fine. Stop! <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I do credit card theft on him as well. <laughs> I'll do it. Give me the card, Robert. But yeah, I thought um, it was interesting. Uh, you've probably heard of this before, but one of the biggest tales is if you hear the weeping at the water, don't go. Like, I've heard that before, too, where it's, like, if you hear, like, water from under a bridge, like, you hear wailing or the sound of someone crying, do not go because it's La Llorona. Oh. Yeah. That's, I like, something to, like, I've heard about before. I feel like I'd be like, oh, my gosh, are they okay? And well, like, that's, like, the point is, yeah, like, trap you. But, and, like, actual reality, if someone needs help, please help them, guys. Help but, like, them. But if you know. Like, if she goes, help, I'm La Llorona, I'm no, coming yeah. for you. Honestly, don't go down. If she lets you know she's La Llorona, maybe don't go down don't there. Do or even just give a little look just to make sure she doesn't look like her and then save the person. Yeah, you so... <laughs> yeah, so, while the story has evolved since the day La Llorona took her own life and those of her children, one fact always remains the same. Those unfortunate enough to hear the cries of the weeping woman rarely live to tell the tale. Their bodies are either found floating in the waterways, drowned, or just never seen ever again. Which is crazy. So, this is broken up into a few different parts. So, the first part is, who is La Llorona? So, La Llorona was a mother, a murderer, and ultimately a monster. The tale of La Llorona has surfaced many times throughout history, ranging from the mysterious jungles of South America to the harsh deserts of northern Mexico, eventually making its way into the American Southwest, where a newfound fascination with the legend has taken roots thanks to the integration of a Mexican and American culture along the borderlands. Mm. So that's why um, I mentioned briefly earlier she's been seen in like San Antonio a lot. So like a lot of the... Uh, more southern states, like, near the border, mm-hmm. have, like, heard of her before. Mm-hmm. I believe, um, like, the biggest places to find her in, like, are is, like, southwest California and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. New Mexico is apparently, like, a huge area of, like, people hearing her and, like, having sightings of La Llorona. Like, paranoid to, like, go there. Like, what if you go into the ocean and you're like, oh. Yeah, you're, you're just trying to have a nice beach. little beach trip. And then. You hear her wailing, you're like, oh. You're just, oh. <laughs> so yeah, there are many re-editions that uh, span many cultures, but the most common telling of La Llorona starts with a young woman named uh, Exoshiti, 
the beautiful daughter of a local peasant. One day she catches the eye of the richest man in the village, often described as a ranchero, and they fall deeply in love. It is a match made in heaven, a true Cinderella story, and it isn't long before they are wed in the biggest and most expensive ceremony the village has ever seen. They are perfect they are a perfectly married couple. They are happy. And with that happiness comes the next logical step. Divorce. It is <laughs> Divorce papers on the table, ready to go. But no, it is to start a family. Yeah, so it's so they brought two healthy children into the world and her family is now complete and it would seem that the peasant girl's fantasy has finally come true. A happily ever after ending. Um so I'm going to retract my statement before I guess I was wrong. I've read this before, but um, I guess it wasn't like stepsister kind of deal. I think it was oh. um, like actually her children. Okay. It was like, but he did leave her for like another woman and the oh. jealousy and revenge still sat in. Mm-hmm. She killed the baby she birthed. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we know where this story is actually heading, and it isn't long before uh, she starts to sense that something is off about her husband. He seems distant. He's staying out late, and there's something notably off about him, as if he were no longer the same devoted man she had married. That is always the craziest, when, like, you can tell when someone's cheating. It's, like, so easy to tell, because the mannerisms just, like, change. Yeah. It's, like... You can just get this right now. Yeah. It's it's just crazy. Like all those feelings that spring up. Yeah. That intuition kind of being like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she begins to suspect the worst. And one day those very fears come true when he brings home another young, beautiful woman. He brought her home? Yeah, uh, so Dude. he claims that they are in love. He claims that it is God's will that they be together. Oh, and. Right. He denounces both his first wife and their children, wow. expelling them back into the poverty-stricken streets from which she came. Oh my wow. God. What a jerk. I'd be mad, too. I, I'd be angry. I'd be, I'd be ready for he revenge. Even, like, want a proper divorce. He just went, mm, I'm denouncing you and that's, I'm in love with her. She's beautiful. That's just crazy. Just like you're at home, like, maybe knitting or, like, yeah. doing something, and then your husband comes home and is like, I met another woman. This is her. Bye. You don't She's like, to me. Hi, my name's Rebecca. <laughs> um, so what comes next down by the water's edge, edge doesn't need to be retold, but needless to say, it is the last time the peasant's daughter, the peasant's daughter or her children are seen alive. While unique in its telling, the story itself is nothing new. Uh, La Llorona and the wailing woman she will become follows in a long line of fabled forsaken mothers who are driven to insanity by their lovers who spurned them. So sad. Wow. It's almost like the kids were a reminder of, like, fantasy. Yeah. Like yeah, so this is actually uh, talking about a few other mythological cases um, mm -hmm. of, like, things that are like La Llorona, but are not. So... Take, for instance, the ancient Greek tragic figure of Medea, the daughter of King Aetius of Colchis. It's been a while since I've done Greek. Oh, my goodness. No, and the granddaughter of the son of sun god uh, Helios, who murdered her own sons in revenge after her husband, Jason of Aragnots, abandoned her for another woman. So this happened in Greek yeah. tragedies before, too. 
that's like a random side note, but can we talk about how awful the Greek gods are? Like, they are awful people. <laughs> like, also the Titans, too. When, like, what was it? Like, Cronus was like, I'm gonna eat my son. I'm hungry. See, the thing is, I don't know much about Greek mythology. It's, it's crazy. I know, <laughs> you know the movie Hercules. The what about Percy Jackson? Yeah, but, like, not that much. Percy Jackson was <laughs> we should study oh up on Percy God. Jackson too. I never read the books. Stephanie read them. I, I read them. Uh, do I look like a, a yes. Greek mythology you person? Ah! Like I used to be like, I'm him. I'm, I'm Percy Jackson. I'm Percy. <laughs> no, you're Percy. I think though I wanted to be like the son of Zeus. Though I was not a big uh, son of Hades guy. Oh yeah, like son of Hades and like son of Zeus. It was like the like top three are like. Hades, Zeus, or uh, Poseidon. Uh, I was like, I ah. Poseidon. Poseidon's a water dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool, but I also think lightning powers would be kind of sickening. Yeah. Also, I get to be like, dad, my dad is Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that all the time. But yeah, um, Greek tragedies are insane. Like, there's like, there's like Greek gods eating children and that, and like oh, people God. being like, I'm gonna kill. There's incest. Greek Greek mythology is a lot. I don't know how they got away with doing that kind of stuff as children's books. So there's like, I think they like kind of are like, yeah, that didn't happen. Ha ha. Wait, this was, was, are, is that in the Percy Jackson series? Yeah. Um, Kronos, there's a joke in one of the Percy Jackson books where Zeus says something about how like, say hi to my dad for me and hope he doesn't eat me. Or something like that. Like, he makes a joke about, like, make sure he doesn't eat me. Ha ha ha. Oh, <laughs> like, no. But I don't think they've talked about any of the other, like, infidelity. <laughs> yeah, it's Did crazy. Did they actually put that stuff in any children's books, though? I don't okay. remember, but I-, I found out about it because I was so into Greek mythology. I started Googling and, like, oh, doing research on like it. So, like, like ah, yeah, they, like, had to know I'd find it somehow, right? Oh, no. <laughs> like, this is good for the environment. This is good for, like, the culture. Yeah. <laughs> so another Greek tragedy story is the story of Lamia, who was the daughter of Poseidon, who after an affair with the god Zeus oh was forced to devour her own children by oh. Hera, Zeus's jealous wife, an act so horrid that it twisted her mind and transformed her body into that of, get ready, oh. a terrifying beast, Great. forever cursed to spend the rest of her days seeking out more children to feed her appetite. See, this is what I mean. Like, I, this is a great segue because I was like, Greek tragedies are crazy. <laughs> See, I need to get cultured in all the First, all like, details. let's unpack, like, daughter of Poseidon who had an affair with the god of Zeus. But let's keep in mind, <laughs> Zeus and Poseidon are brothers. Oh, no. <laughs> she so so she, like basically, a... she slept with her uncle, Tiffany. Oh, You can tell we're an independent podcast now because I'm fine talking about Greek mythology and sex. Yes, it's fine here. No, listen. They need to make, like, what we do in the shadows, but, like, Greek. Uh, that would actually be kind of hilarious. I think it'd be good. That'd be, I'd be into good, that. Right? Like, come on. That'd be good. Um, they should they should contact us and we'll write it. Or the script. I know nothing about it, so I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll just, like, you write it and you'll just ask me random questions about Greek mythology and I'll go, okay. No, I don't. <laughs> we do like days of our lives but it's like a greek tragedy so it's like 
so are the days of our Parthenon. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm really trying to think. Uncle. Uh, right? <laughs> but that's your brother. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. You ate my daughter and my yeah, so regardless of the potential influences, it's clear that the tale of La Llorona and her doomed children has withstood the test of time. But the question still remains, was La Llorona that beautiful young daughter of a peasant even an actual real person? So now we're going to get into the real history behind La Llorona. Oh, what's the real history? Yes, this is like really exciting. So, all right. So... Though La Llorona wasn't a real person, just a tragic character passed down from generation to generation as a way to explain the strange sightings and whispered rumors of her, it's likely that her experiences were much more than just the basis of a ghost story. In fact, there was a woman much like La Llorona whose notoriety left a long and endearing impression on Mexican culture, lasting even to this day. It is even likely that her life story has had the most influence on what would become the legend of La Llorona. So, in the early 16th century, as the Spanish conquistadors were laying siege to the vast empire of the Aztecs, a Nahua woman from the Mexican Gulf Coast known as La Malinche gained notoriety as one of Mexicans' most memorable embodiments of treason. And it is her famous betrayal, though modern interpretations have cast new light on her supposed crimes, that led her from the pages of history to the tongues of local storytellers. So this is a woman, like, back in the 16th century during, like, the Spanish conquest. It's like the old, old times. Yeah. Like yeah. Crazy. Also, like, I, um... This is off topic, but I love the uh, Aztec pyramids mm -hmm. so much. Like, I was such a big Egypt fan growing up, and when I found out they also had pyramids, I was like, oh my god, what? I want to go one day, like, really bad to see them. It would be, I think it would be so fun. I think they're going to be, like, way bigger than we think they are. Like, if we saw them in person, I feel like they'd be way bigger. Oh, huge. Better. Huge. Oh, I think it'd be so fun. I just think of, like, Every single time. <laughs> Let's That's go traveling. Let's go. Get a rocket ship and just like Jimmy Neutron does. <laughs> so yeah, at a young age, the noble-born uh, La Melanche, along with several other girls from her region, were sold into slavery, eventually being gifted to the Spanish in an attempt to reach a peaceful agreement after a particularly gruesome defeat. La Melanche, because of her ability to speak both Mayan and uh, Natal soon found herself to be the personal translator and consort of the most notorious of the Spanish conquistadors, Hernan Cortez. Yeah, so he she basically found herself being the translator for like one of the head guys of this kind of deal. Wow. Yeah. She's smart. Well, so it is said though that the two fell deeply in love with each other. But in reality, modern historians know that there is little added evidence to suggest that their relationship involved any intimacy, and she was more likely conditioned to be in a controlling relationship that had been her reality since a very young age. So, kind of Stockholm Syndrome kind of situation. It's like, if you're in that situation, you're kind of bound to it. Especially yeah. if it's your, it's your, like, 
job to be like a translator for him under your yeah yeah like he's your master but not a master yeah yeah it. yeah no hundred percent it's like he he's the head he decides so it's kind of like yeah, so regardless of their relationship with the European conquerors, who she mostly aided in their negotiations, um, it was seen by history as one of Mexico's greatest acts of disloyalty. While being forced into the role of an in- interpreter was alone nothing more than a drop in the bucket when considering the overwhelming might of the Spanish, as well as the deadly plague that decimated millions of the Aztec people, much of the pain and frustration was laid solely on the shoulders of La Malinche. Oh, that's sad. So people like call her a traitor because she helped, like she had a relationship with the European conquerors at the time. Mm-hmm. So she aided in negotiation to try to get out of the situation, which led to all of this like mm-hmm. war and everything. Yeah, it's really interesting just like how like far La Llorona's come from like this woman who mm-hmm. people believe kind of started this all yeah yeah so this was especially true after the birth of her son martin who is considered an abomination by the aztecs as well as a constant reminder of la melanche's unforgivable betrayal that's so mean that's a baby yeah well this is kind of like a like um I don't want to, like, dehumanize it, but almost like that, like, villain origin story, almost. Like, what led her to, like, become, like, this monster that everyone turned her to be. Like, why are you supposed to judge her, like, past? I mean, I know at the time, that's a whole very different portion of the first Oh, yeah. But, like, let her do her thing. And also, like, the baby still has, like, part of, like, what is it, Aztec? What is, what type of people? Aztec? Like, are they Aztecs? I believe it's Aztecs, yeah. Yeah, well, so he still has that blood in him, like... Yeah. Except him. He has nothing to do with indigenous people. Yeah. Know. So, how how she could not only dare to take the side of the enemy, but decide to bear children was difficult for people to understand. And as time went on, the resentment began to grow. It not only grew, but it took on a life of its own, and soon rumors had spread far and wide about her wicked deeds, transforming the young interpreter to a larger-than-life monster. Most notably, a story in which, after learning that Cortez was planning to sail to Spain with Martin and leave her behind, La Melanche dragged the boy down to the river and drowned him. It is thought that this early tale laid the foundation for what later would become the story of La Llorona. Oh my god. So, if you heard a little bit about that part, no one knows if that's actual fact. Mm -hmm. It was, like, rumors upon rumors and rumors of, like, this person and, like, what they did. Because, like, um, the Aztecs resented her so much. Yeah, so, people be gossiping. Story from like the Aztec culture because I wonder yeah. if they would probably work it even for the main person's benefit too. Oh, yeah, that much. Like, yeah, so what it says here it says, in reality, we know this never happened and that Martin went on to live a full, if not controversial, life, still a full life. But it's not difficult to see how La Melanche's story turned to an allegory that continues to influence the legend of La Ru- La Ru- uh, can't speak. <laughs> La Llorona, especially when comparing the murder of the millions of indigenous people at the time for which she was blamed, mm-hmm. to the weeping woman's fabled tale of uh, curses and ghostly hauntings. So, 
basically like it's kind of the correlation of like betrayal meets another story of like betrayal and yeah. meeting those two. It's interesting how many like different folklore and like cultures yeah. have like the idea of like this mother and this betrayal yeah. and like the idea of it's just I don't know, interesting. Well that was that's why I was excited when I first read this story because um I feel like this is the most uh deep episode we've had like about a supernatural like true crime case yeah. like history behind how a supernatural being came to be and became such a pop culture figure yeah and i like that it can't quite be traced to like one time yeah because it's happened in so many different aspects that like this could be la la rona or it could be yeah. like a manifestation of so many different la la ronas out there if you want to call them that like yeah yeah so um so today, thanks to more enlightened and understanding people of the horrible abuse that La Melanche must have endured, mm. um, the young girl turned betrayer has a different image in Mexico. She is now seen as a brave and courageous woman, even motherly, a symbol for duality in complex identity. She has since been the subject of countless songs, paintings, books, and movies written about her, and even has a statue of her likeness adorning in a park in Mexico City. Aww, that makes me happy. Yeah, so a little kind of happy ending to all of that. Yay. Yeah. Aww, good. That's how I felt about it. I was like, I just can't imagine like being put in a situation like that and like people just hating you. It's like that's yeah. not like she was doing what she could. And it's also like she probably didn't have much of a choice because 110%. What choice but, could she have had at that point? And also, like, this was her job. Yeah. And if a man in that, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. at that time, it was probably like she had to do it. Yeah. Like, she had to just do whatever he was saying. So it's like. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's just, like, kind of crazy, just, like, um how the origins of that story, like, have come to be. And yeah. just, um I just find it really, really interesting. But I'm really happy to hear that, like, she's kind of, like, it's just so crazy to me how far history comes from folk tales. Yeah. Like how different it can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's basically uh where the origin of La Llorona comes from. She was known as uh La La Melanche and then she mm-hmm. turned into La La Llorona because of like all these rumors and people like saying that she drowned her kid and she did this and da 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 and then that's how like the folk tale came to be of like what it truly was. Wow. Yeah, so this is our last section. This is La Llorona Lives On. Mm-hmm. So, the legend of La Llorona has a complicated past, transcending the history books and transforming itself into the ghostly tale that we know it today. It is certainly not for the faint of heart, but it has nonetheless become deeply rooted in pop culture, mm-hmm. spreading past its Mexican borders as more and more reports of weeping women in white, uh, in white start to surface from all corners of the globe that was a weird sentence but basically just saying like like stories of la Llorona are popping up in every single place on earth which is like crazy that she's like an international like super she's a supernatural super celebrity she's a supernatural super star celebrity <laughs> that makes me nervous now because i'm like what if i like go to the point like, you hear oh you hear you hear la in the monogahela river i go She's at the point. She's like, oh, that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> I'm nervous every time I hear it. 
Yeah, so what started off as a story to encourage children not to misbehave or wander off after dark has become a common theme in the public eye, reaching far and wide with scores of songs, books, games, television shows, and even feature films being made. Um, I'm sure you've heard of it, because uh, BuzzFeed is the one who, like, they did an episode promoting this movie, but a movie was written about her called The Curse of La Llorona, which was a 2019 film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really, it's on Netflix. Is it? I haven't seen it. I think I've seen it advertised, and I literally just realized when you said that. Yeah. So, it was a well-received addition to uh, James Wan's famous Conjuring series. Yeah, I was going to say you said James Wan. Yeah, so she was was so heavily influenced in pop culture, she got got the Conjuring treatment, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, so it's had a long influence on music as well, including a Mexican vote song titled simply La Llorona that has been around so long that its origin has begun to become debatable. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no one knows where this song has come from. That's kind of ominous. Yeah, like, kind of like one of those nursery rhymes kind of deals, but it's like, when did this start? Yeah, um, but it says in 1949, it was recorded and popularized by well-known composer and writer Andres Hanessa uh, Trosa, and has since been covered and performed an innumerable amount of times by musicians all over the world. Um, this is actually a fun fact I thought was really cool. Um, the song was featured in uh, Coco. Yeah, it was in the movie, so... Yeah, I just thought it was, like, really, really cool. They, like, used the song as, like, um, I believe it was uh, on the soundtrack. So I just think that's, like, really, really cool that they used that. That's nice. Yeah. It's also, like, kind of dark in the yeah. way that, like, La La Rona's Origins, and then they used it for, like, a Disney <laughs> Pixar movie. <laughs> they go, Mommy, I'm going to do this. They find this episode exactly, and they're like, uh Mommy, what is this? What is this boy saying? What are they saying? Why are they telling jokes? Why are they? Why do they want me to commit credit card fraud, mommy? Um. But yeah, the weeping woman can also be seen off screen as well. Um. In one of the, in some of the boroughs of Mexico City, a yearly waterfront waterfront theatrical performance of the Legend of La Llorona, known as I'm gonna try my best to say this, the La Checocatla Leonda de Llorona has conceded with the Day of the Dead holiday since the play first debuted in 1993. So it is a huge occasion and plays itself has been drawing a large number of tours to the area for many years. So they perform basically a La Llorona play every day of the dead in one of the boroughs in Mexico City. That's beautiful. See, I love that, like, whoever she was, like, whatever it is, story, she's still being honored, like, in plays and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So regardless of how the name reaches you through reputation or personal experience, one thing remains clear after many years of whispers, rumors, and eyewitnesses and testimonies. La Llorona is here to stay. So the next time you find yourself alone at night walking at the forest edge, the sound of a nearby creek trickling through the fog, remember to tell yourself that if you hear the sound of a weeping woman, it might not just be your imagination and that... Your fate could be coming to an end close behind. 
<laughs> I just thought it was like creepy as heck. I love it. I love it so much. So yeah, that is the mystery of La Llorona. What do you think? Crazy. I just love like all of the in-depth history behind it. Like it's not one mm-hmm. solid thing. Like it could be one solid thing, but it's planned yeah. so many different factors into it. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on, also, but it's, it's kind of crazy. So sad, but I'm like mm-hmm. glad that people are like celebrating her. Yeah. Like not the sad version. But, yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like as much as the history is like tragic and like where its origins have come from it's definitely has become like that pop culture kind of phenomenon where it is just like you i feel like you can take uh la um what's her name i have to like read it to make sure i get it correct la mancha yeah what was it let me look to make sure oh la melanche yeah i think you can equate la melanche and la Llorona like they're not the same person like you can like it's even though she was based off that person, La Melanche is, like, an icon to okay. Spanish, like, the Spanish culture and everything, and it's really, really cool, but La Llorona is, like, her own thing. Okay. Like, she's basically a supernatural monster. Yeah. You know? She's a cryptic. She's, you know, she's kind of that kind of vibe. Yeah. We don't like creepy ghosts. Yeah. Like La Yeah. But I thought it was really cool to see that they celebrate the person that they or originated this like beast yeah. through and changed the name also mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know it's not like that wasn't her fate yeah which i think is just really really awesome mm-hmm. to <laughs> yeah uh the story itself though is not but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've just been wanting to cover this one for a while and i just was waiting to find the right I stuff love it. i actually surprisingly enough this is actually one of the more uh digestible versions of the tale that I could find. There's like a lot, there's a lot of different versions out there and like articles and things that are a little more like crazy, but like I thought this would be like a good introduction to like what the story of La Llorona was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. So do you think La Llorona is real? Do you think she's a real Mistress of the night. I hope so, but not in the aspect that the ghost killed her. You know, like, yeah. just in the aspect that like you're standing in a nice forest wood, you hear some weeping, and yeah. you see a lady. That's I can just like picture happen. like a little creek, and then the yeah. forest, and then she's like standing right there with fog rolling in. Yeah, I'd be running. Like I'd like to see that, but I don't <laughs> die. I'd like know? to see it, but that's it. But like that's all. No death involved. Just. <laughs> Just right, just on my TV screen. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see that on my TV screen. That's a beautiful shot. But after yeah, that, I'm like, running. Or she, like, comes through. Like, she walked towards this screen. She comes out. And you're like, oh, hey. She's like, right for the <laughs> And you, like, throw water on her. And she's like, you know I come from this, right? And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Imagine you're, like, swimming in a kiddie pool. And she's just like, shh. <laughs> she just appears up out of nowhere. And you're like, what the heck? Oh, I love it. My God. But yeah, I guess you could say the legend of La Llorona will remain a mystery. Thank you guys so Thank much you. for watching. Yeah. And we will see you, not next week, we'll see you in the next episode, which yeah. will be Tiffany's case. Join us for the double feature, Ooh. folks. We love you the most, and we'll see you on the next episode. See ya, guys. Bye. Bye.